Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Gracious God, as we turn to your word for us, may your spirit rest upon us. Help us to be steadfast in our hearing, in our speaking, in our believing, and in our living. Amen. Today's scripture reading comes from the book of John, chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and the disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and me? My hour has not yet come. Mary said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. Jesus said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk, but you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's good to be with you. Thank you for being in worship with us here at University UMC. We understand that at this time, many of our regular worshipers are choosing to worship virtually. I want you to know that not only do I understand, I am grateful for the many ways that you are choosing to keep yourself safe and others safe. So we'll continue to see you online each week. I also encourage you, if this is your church family, to pass the peace at this time. Simply text a church friend and let them know that you're here, or maybe later this week, you can pick up the phone and connect with somebody. If you're new to worship at University UMC, we want you to know that we're so glad you're here. And I hope that you would reach out to me or somebody else on staff so that we can connect and get to know one another. You can find all of our contact information on our church website. As we do gather for worship this day, we do so on the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday weekend. His speech at the March on Washington in 1963, like many of his other words, continue to inspire and challenge us still today. At that time in that speech, he said these words, in spite of the difficulties and frustrations of this moment, I still have a dream. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out its true meaning of its creed, that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Dreams are powerful and sacred. Dreams are often birthed out of pain. After all, when we dream in our waking hours, we do so because we long for something different than what is. I wonder if you still dream. In spite of all the difficulties and frustrations of this moment, can we still dream? I believe we can.
Recently, I've been enjoying a new book of poetry by Amanda Gorman. One poem concludes with these words. She says, it is the nightmare, never the dream that shocks us awake. How powerful I find those words. It is a tender time for so many of us. At times, it doesn't seem like it's just frustrating and difficult. It feels as if we are indeed living in a nightmare. We are tired of the pandemic. Many people are worried and afraid and despair. This month here at University UMC, on the Sunday mornings in our sermon series, we are taking a look at the question, who do we choose to be? If we are frustrated and if this is a nightmare, then how will we respond? Who will we choose to be? I share with you that even though it seems like we have little choice in a great number of things these days, we can choose to be of service and we can choose joy. The gospel lesson today provides a scene of service and joy. I find it a delight that Jesus performs his very first miracle at a wedding, turning water into wine. There is a party, the wine is flowing. This is Jesus's first miracle. I invite you today and this week to discover how you can cultivate more joy in your life. Of course, it's very understandable why so many of us despair. I was with a friend just the other day and we unloaded about all the hard things in the news. And it's helpful to do that sort of thing, to purge, if you will. But it is also good for our souls to take a break from all the gloom and doom and to spark some joy in our lives and in the lives of those we love best. Do a FaceTime with a friend or a family member that you haven't seen in a long time. Maybe buy some fresh flowers for your home. Use the good china tonight. You know what gives you life and joy, and there's never been a better time than right now to take care of yourself in these ways. This isn't about being in denial of the strong emotions of fear and anger and despair. Of course, depression is a real thing, and if you are struggling, find some resources or reach out to me or one of the pastors and we will help you find the resources you need. But I believe that in spite of everything, we can make the choice to be people of joy. May the nightmare shock us awake and inspire us to dream of what could be to find joy here and now. Psychologists find that one of the practices that does cultivate joy is acts of service. We have often heard that saying, practice random acts of kindness. But I wonder how we might practice intentional acts of kindness, to be intentional about finding ways to serve. If you have a school-aged child, maybe call up the front office and see if the school needs help, or maybe deliver cookies to the teachers. Months ago here at the church, we gave out Starbucks gift cards to local hospitals to thank our healthcare workers. Maybe it's time for us to do that again. Offer to buy groceries for an elderly neighbor or run an errand for somebody who could use a break. We talk a lot these days about the pandemic, 
But of course, so many people in our church family are experiencing hard things that aren't all about COVID, whether mourning the death of a spouse, caregiving for a loved one with health concerns, when we know that somebody could benefit from an act of kindness, let's not just think about it, let's act on it. Here's what I know. It is good and important to dream about how we can change the world. But more and more, I am led to dream about what I can do in the community where I live and where I work. How can I serve right here, right now with what I have? And how can I share joy this day for those with whom I'm in relationship with? I don't wanna forget about the whole wide world. I just know that sometimes it can get overwhelming and I need to zoom in closer. Consider what's going on in my own little corner of the world and how I might impact that. In the Christian calendar, we are in a season called Epiphany. And Epiphany is not just one day in a year, it's an entire season that continues all the way up to Lent. Traditional themes during this season are light and glory, revelation and enlightenment. It begins with Magi following a star to visit the Christ child, and it continues with a dove descending upon that same child, announcing promise of love and belonging. It tells of water transformed miraculously into wine. All of these moments and more are invitations to see the extraordinary in the ordinary, which is itself a type of revelation, to take our everyday lives and discover the holy in them, which is a form of enlightenment. In John's gospel, it is Jesus's own mother who is paying attention. Mary notices an opportunity to serve and to increase joy and she doesn't pass it up. Martin Luther King Jr. was awake to the nightmare and in response, he dreamed. As people who seek to follow Christ's way of love and justice, we too are called to have the courage to dream, to choose joy, a light in the darkness, to serve how we can right where we are. I wanna leave you with words from writer Diana Butler Bass, who gives us a little pep talk, inviting us to keep being the people that God calls us to be and needs us to be for our communities and for the world. Here are her words. Remember to pray, take small breaks as needed, cry often, but do not surrender, please. Keep doing what is right. You are not broken. You're just worn down, sad and tired. Even in the midst of it all, there is still love, a healing God, good people, and a beautiful purpose for your life. You are being called to be your best self as a leader, as a friend, as a neighbor. Tell the truth with intelligence, assurance, integrity, and insistent resolve. Act with compassion and courage. That is our path to real hope. We can do this. Honest. Amen.